Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Julie Bates with the podcast Training the Pointing Labrador, episode number 247. And in today's episode, it's not going to be a puppy thing because we're kind of stopping in the puppy interim part where I can't tell you every little thing to do. Um, But I hope in the prior podcast, I gave you some ideas about how to approach it and how to make your decisions on what you need to work on and not Today is going to be one for my serious trainers. And again, it's not a telling anybody how to train their dog. I just about never do that. But I do really like to emphasize the, you know, how to think about it and what to put in your head before you engage in some of this stuff. And I get inspiration for these things from various things, interesting, (laughs) interesting stuff that I see and conversations I have and Stuff I observe that people don't even really notice that I'm observing. But this one actually came uh, from a conversation that I was having with my daughter. And she's in school, beginning to get towards the end of her um, doctorate program in biomechanical engineering. So she's like way over my head on stuff that she tells me. But she was talking about this, that they do a big research thing. Everything's based on research. At that level, you're supposed to come up with new stuff that no one's ever come up with before. And so she's working on some, some, you know, body things and computer things, and it's all very data-based and very complicated. And I just nod and say, yeah, most of the time. But she, there was some issue. She said it. she was just so disappointed. She was having a bad day because she was looking at her stuff. Publishing papers and giving the talks and stuff is the goal of this stuff you know, publishing your your research work and funding and all that. And she was l- going through her stuff, and she found a mistake in uh, in the numbers, a mistake in the work that, that she'd done. Oh, golly, she was just so so devastated over that. And now she, they're going to have to go back, and then they're going to have to redo some work and develop some new numbers and crunch those things through there. And she, she was just so disappointed in herself. And I'm no expert in the stuff she's doing. But, you know, I I reminded her, and it really got me thinking, but I I reminded her, you know, I said, okay, you're getting ready to go out in the world as as a very educated engineer and create things and solve problems and fix stuff. So your job is to find out where things are wrong and then go after that. So success in the world you're going into isn't that you're perfect and never make a mistake. It's that anything that's not right you doesn't get away from you. And you figure it out and you go back and you make it right. So actually what happened to you is just fine. It's frustrating, you know, and you don't want to have to go redo a bunch of hard investigation. But that's that's what you've been training for all these years is to be able to do that kind of thing and she hadn't thought about it at all it's like oh I made him I didn't do this right I'm no good I don't know all that stuff and I was thinking after that and after uh, a weekend of putting on a a big hunt test and listening to everybody and watching everybody's great hunt test we had here in Colorado this past weekend great people great judges great dogs great help it, it was great weather a little windy but anyway it was a really wonderful weekend but I, I'm just listening and watching talking to people and stuff and I thought you know to a large degree for those of us who train dogs that little phenomena right there where she was just devastated because she'd 
made a mistake um and just really down on herself and then whatever all that came and as opposed to looking at it realistically and what it what it really was and i see that a lot in us in all of us who train our dogs now no matter where you are whether you're an expert or a new guy or somewhere in between listening to me i seriously doubt you're perfect um a lot of people seem to think they are but none of us are and everybody makes mistakes or makes mistakes and don't know they make mistakes <laughs> and it can be very frustrating a lot of times people have a problem with a dog and i've always said that anything your dog does on some level they were taught it may not have been intentional it may have been very inadvertent by some things you did that compiled to come out in, a, in another way and you don't know how you did it you know like birds stick in like breaking when you're not expected, like a lot of all kinds of stuff, somewhere that either got created or allowed, and now it's a problem, which is a handler, a, a trainer mistake. And then, then one of several things happen. You know, either you get mad at that darn dog and then go after it in a punitive uh, way, which if you induce the problem and then you punish the dog, it's very hard to come out of that one real good because you're hammering on the wrong nail. Or you go and ask, you know, an expert or get on the internet, right? And ask, ask somebody, oh, my dog is doing this or that. What should I do? And here come the answers. Now, nobody knows I suspect, unless you're, nobody knows what caused the problem, how it got there, what was happening, but they can, so now they tell you to do a bunch of other stuff, which may make the problem worse, may create a new problem, may have no effect at all, and is further serves to teach the dog to not pay any attention to you. So I guess what I'm trying to say with all this stuff is, when we train our dogs, understand you're doing the best you can. When we train our dogs, if somebody is just, if you're just going through the motions, somebody said, okay, my dog is sticking on birds. In other words, they don't give them to me, <laughs> when, particularly after you paid an entry fee. Let's just use that one. When you have a problem like that, and then here come the answers. Well, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to, all these things that, and <laughs> they, and somewhere back there in your earlier stuff was something miscommunicated, was something misunderstood. And, and then almost everything we do is something that was miscommunicated, misunderstood, or not noticed and allowed to go on. And so if you're going to look for to fix problems the first thing you have to do and it's just like with my daughter okay it wasn't that somebody else made the mistake it wasn't that the computer made a mistake it was that whatever she did she did something wrong and now it has to go and be redone the first thing you have to do is identify okay what was done wrong that's hard in dog in the dog world you know if your dog suddenly is slipping whistles and ignoring you uh if your dog is been breaking, creeping in the upland field, doing a bunch of stuff. Instead of just going, okay, here's a problem. How do I attack this? As a good trainer, you need to sit back and go, where did this begin? Where did this start? 
What could I have done or allowed? It's not like a beat yourself up thing because everybody does this. No exceptions. Everybody, something slips, something gets away from them, something they weren't paying enough attention to, and then we have a little bit of an issue. So to the best of your ability, that's why people who take notes in their dog training, that's kind of helpful. Observation notes, what you did, what you saw, what you thought about it. It takes, what, 60 seconds maybe, a couple minutes to write that stuff down. Very helpful, particularly if you're kind of new. But if you can get in there and, and think about, gosh, this started happening, something funny. It may not be the actual problem you have now, but it could be something that was different, something that was a little bit of a change. You know, all of a sudden they were no, I couldn't, they didn't really want to come out and work. Or they came out and started ignoring me. I couldn't even, you know, what, 10 million different things where something was a little different. What did that coincide with? What could have happened? Was it when there was some family, major family trauma and issues, and so you were very half-hearted in your efforts? That can cause some stuff. Yeah, that's no, you can't help that, and those kind of things happen, and you certainly don't beat yourself up for it. But if you can go, boy, after such and such happened, you know, it seemed like I didn't, I wasn't doing very well, and my dog wasn't doing very well, and you kind of go back to that kind of stuff and see what you can do in terms of beginning to shore up some of the problems that you might have started. But whenever your dog is doing something, it's not a beat up time. Um, it's a time really for a little bit of evaluation. The sooner you can notice uh, when there have been changes in the dog's responses and the dog's behavior, the sooner that you notice that, the sooner you can go after whatever the problem might be. And what that takes, and that's one of the biggest missing pieces in so many dog training daily activities and programs, is you're out, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to go run some pattern blinds today, or we're going to go do some casting drills and some lining, whatever it is. We're going to go do that stuff. And so you do it, and then you go on in. But you never really noticed that the dog was no longer making eye contact with you. Or the dog was, you know, head down, ears down. There, something different. You know, you had to say things twice a couple times. Or, I, I don't know, I, I'm not going to sit here and go through all the various symptoms and manifestations you could have. But uh, if you could begin to notice, particularly if there's a change in response, a change in behavior, and it seems somewhat consistent... Okay, there's a big old red flag waving right there. That's the kind of thing to pay attention to. Um, and see if you can relate that, you know, to what does that coincide with? What was going on with you? What was going on uh, with the animal? Is there a change somewhere? You know, it's so funny. It, it, and this sounds almost trivial, but it's not. When there is a family crisis, say there is a, a death in the family or a you know, an illness or something, you know, somebody moves out or somebody moves, Aunt Bertha moved in and now everybody's upset. When things happen that upset the family, the dog completely and totally absorbs that. Now, depending on the individual dog, maybe, you know, maybe they absorb it and it makes them just more energetic and a little bit harder to control. Or maybe it makes them um, very, you know, down and sad or just more less energy uh maybe it makes them worry 
there's a lot of many times and it affects their health too. So when they when their health is somewhat affected and their behavior is somewhat affected and things are going on, I, I've personally seen back when I was training a whole ton of dogs when there was a lot of conflict in the house, just fundamental conflict. Uh, boy, it all manifests in the dog. And then, of course, people that are in a conflict situation at home and their dog is also now becoming a problem, then they're mad at the dog and they're mad at the person with whom they're having the conflict, and you get that going, and it's just that's a no-win situation for everybody. And when you're in a difficult time yourself, it's hard to see the forest for the trees. Very, very difficult, but a lot of times that causes problems with our dogs. And if we do not address however this is manifesting, how, whatever response or behavior they're taking on uh, with that, um, it's not so much their response in a certain training thing or their behavior, but it's changing the environment in which the dog is absorbing this kind of stuff. That's a really tough one. When things are tough and the dog is showing it, it's not like you can go fix the dog's behavior because the dog's behavior is merely reflecting uh, something that exists in its world right there. So at least the th least in that situation you can know, listen, let's don't go out and correct and correct and correct the dog. Let's go out and do what we can to change this dog's attitude and perspective. Maybe it's going to be go out and just shoot some upland birds, you know, just, we'll just have some fun. Maybe it's to go on a bike ride with them or a hike or a run or just some walks through the field with no pressure whatsoever, you know, where you're in a little bit more upbeat of a mood. But uh, many, many, many times, many times, a lot, I will just say a lot, dogs are manifesting that and yet their behavior and responses are attacked and that won't change a thing because the root cause is the environment they're in and they're absorbing some of the difficulty. So that's a big training thing. Another big training thing where there's a problem is when you're going through the motions and you're teaching, following some instructions that somebody or something you did before on your other dog and the dog is not really understanding. And that, hap that happens a lot. You know, it just, just isn't understanding. Just like if we all sat down and had a calculus class right now, some of you'd get it, some of you wouldn't. But what is, that doesn't mean you're stupid. It means you're not in a position yet to understand math at that level. And when we start teaching dog stuff and we're moving on, people like to jump into running blind retrieves, right? It's like, oh, I want to do the fancy stuff. So they get ahead of building the fundamentals on that. If you build the fundamentals on it, rarely do you have too many problems. But if you don't, and then you jump ahead because it's just cool and you don't really know about fundamentals anyway. And if you don't know about them, you don't have to do them. So let's just hurry ahead. And then, then you get all this stuff. Well, my dog goes out pokey. Or my dog doesn't sit on the whistle very fast. Or whatever, fill in whatever the deal is. And then, then everybody, all the experts start giving you corrective measures. So now you're correcting a dog who doesn't really know what it's doing. What do you think the dog does with that? What do you think they do with it? Yeah, nothing. They just out there trying to survive because they don't really understand what they're you're trying to get them to do. And now they're in trouble. And it'd be again like we're in a math class and you don't get it. And I walk over and hit you on the head. That's not going to make you get it any better. It's going to make you hate math class. 
So making sure that dogs understand things on, on a, not this is what somebody told me to do, but by understanding what's going on inside their head, I don't know how many billion times I've said that, you have to approach it not externally like, okay, these are the steps I go through, but you take the steps that you go through and each time think, how, how am I going to tell when the dog understands what I'm asking? You know, that's why a lot of people are afraid of force fetching and avoid force fetching and hear horror stories about force fetching. It isn't that difficult of a thing unless you're approaching it externally. Dogs should be doing this. In three days, somebody said I should have them reaching and doing this and that, and the dog's not doing it. So the dog is being a bad dog. And it's like, no, the dog has no clue what all this is you're doing because it's unnatural and it's weird and you're not teaching it by very small steps one at a time and not proceeding until they understand. And that's true of force fetch and collar conditioning and blind retrieves and multiples and steadiness in the upland field and all of that. I, the One of my favorite ones for pointing at people listening to this is the woe stuff. So woe is merely uh, a way that you teach a dog, all right, when I say it, you're done. When I say woe, you're done. It's not your bird. It's not anything. It, you're done. You just stay right where you are, period. Don't even think about anything. Don't wait for anything. Woe means you're done. And it means you're done with the most temptation imaginable to that dog, which is a big old bird flying up and, a you know, that right there. A cackle and pheasant, it doesn't matter what, if quail is just wildly exciting. You know, and even then, you know, a gun goes off. Oh my gosh, what else? There's no crack better than that in the whole world. And you still, it's not yours. So when you teach that, when you teach that, you have to understand. However, you there's various ways to do it. You have to teach that dog, you are done. It's not yours. I know you love it more than anything not yours. It's that very simple um, concept that people are trying to get across. But because people, oftentimes people doing it don't understand the depth of getting into that dog's head. Now, a lot of training programs are fear-based. Man, <laughs> when they say, whoa, don't move because it's really bad if you do. And that works, you know, with most dogs, not all of them. Little softies have trouble with that. It, that works. And then there's other ways. I do a little bit more of a brainwashing thing just because I'm not, I don't like that other deal. But the dog learns. Okay, I'm done. That's it. We're done. And when people don't do that, then their dog goes on point and they're yelling, whoa, and screaming, whoa, and running up to them. And they're just like, it, they're just hanging on to the saddle horn for dear life that they don't get thrown off because, and then, you know, then they really get after the dog. That Boy, the electric collar stuff I've seen on that and the dog does not know this is not yours not yours it just knows I'm gonna get that and I just soon get it now than later and and then you know fire rains down and again it's just because people are not making sure that they understand what this is to the dog what it is they're trying to do how to do it and when you do fire never has to rain down and you never have to get real mad and it's true of all of the training things. So no one is perfect at that. No one gets it right every time. Stuff happens. First thing you have to do is be aware. This is what's happening right here doesn't seem right. Now, 
it might not seem right again for a lot of different reasons that it's just hard for the dog to learn that the dog is upset over something that's it's absorbing into its life um, and maybe it's because something just flatly hasn't been taught in the dog's head it's been taught in your head and that's not the one we need to start in your head and get you to understand what it is you're teaching and then you need to go and teach it and observe your student the entire time whether they are getting this thing or not and when something goes wrong stop don't beat yourself up don't beat up your trainer your helper anything else don't beat up your dog but sit there and go all right something's changed what is it what does it correlate think about it you know I've done that for years and years and years sometimes it's hard I don't like blaming myself for anything I would like to think that I just do everything awesome not true but I am willing to go back and go think I made a mistake here I think I did this I think I might have started that too early I might have not done that whatever thoroughly enough and I go back and I try to rebuild and in rebuilding remove the problem so for example on the bird sticking thing I had a big discussion with somebody this weekend about dogs sticking on birds and I'm telling every time I've seen it it's misunderstood pressure somewhere back I did it on one dog that I'll never forget never did could fix it never could fix it I know about a year and a half ahead of that when I did something that at the moment I did it I went that was not the thing to do and then I get the sticking problem later and I don't think that you um, can fix that you know maybe somebody out there knows how to do it I've never met them you don't fix it the answer to things like that is to never create the problem and the only way and I never did create that problem again after that I, I but the way to 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 uh, not to problem solve if to the best of your ability is to never create them and one of the ways you do that is by thoughtful training all the time be aware of, of, of your your own thinking your dog's thinking and what it is in this moment right now what is it we're trying to accomplish so even though I sound kind of OCD on this and I'm not that way at all every time you, you go out and train before you do you sit there and go okay what do I want to get out of this what is this dog capable of getting right now today is more is not better don't say well gosh I have an hour and a half so I'm gonna do an hour and a half worth of stuff here that's never gonna work with a dog attention span now you're just sort of just torturing them just making them do an endurance run here for no reason go out every day think about where you are in your head make sure it's a good place to be training if it's not take them for a big hike or a run or something and if it is get your head your head in the game this is what I'd like to get done today or practice today and I want to look for this and this and this kind of issue to make sure it doesn't show up and then you go set up something that's appropriate for that particular goal and nothing else so and when you're running when you're in a training group and I've said this a zillion times you're in a training group they got all kind of stuff set up everyone's running the double and the double blind or whatever and your dog is really struggling right now running marks don't do it then do what's necessary do what's necessary if everyone else is doing all kinds of neat stuff and you need to go back to basics go back to basics it isn't important that you fit in with the group or that you're one of the cool kids it's important that you take this opportunity 
to make sure your dog is learning something, is in a good position to do it, that you are, and then take advantage of getting some teaching opportunities that you have. It is that simple. And if you can approach it that way, you would be amazed at how many problems you do not have. So based on my daughter's messing up her investigation <laughs> and thinking that she was a failure over that stuff, kind of inspired me to maybe go back and talk to people about how to, how to, your only job is in a, in being a dog trainer. And I say this from having been one all my life, really is your only job is one to know your student, know yourself, know what it is you're trying to do and go about it in a very fundamental, straightforward way. You do not have to be tricky and sophisticated and complicated. That just shows somebody with a ego issue. Be just be the teacher heck with everything else. And that your ego when you finish everything and are doing great. That there your ego can get all fuffed up. But out in training just be the teacher and just be aware of yourself and your dog and watch Keep an eye on that dog. If there is any consistent change in behavior, it might be positive change. You know, good job. If there's a, a consistent negative change, stop and evaluate right there and, and try to go back and rebuild ahead of the problem so that you can get rid of that. So that's today's, inspired by my daughter. And uh, just a really useful thing. I would remind myself of that all the time training you know just all the time because I had made so many mistakes and not looked at things enough times that that's the first thing I'd be trying to catch when something what have I done that makes this dog do this and then to go back and rebuild from in front of that as today's we've had sunshine and warm weather so I you know of course we've had flooding and all kinds of craziness but at least we're getting into summertime so I hope everybody is enjoying that tester in full swing good luck to everyone doing that um, I hope everybody just comes out on top, smiling and happy, and I will be back, and I'll be back with the puppy stuff here shortly. I just have some of this other regular trainer stuff I want to get out. All the best, everybody, and I will be back soon. <laughs>